Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, first the bad news. We reported earlier this week, Lee, and I know you did too. South Carolina, which we all know is a wonderful state, blessed to live here. Yeah. Got to mountains, got to beach, can't be happier. The upstate's just beautiful. The bad news is everybody's, the word's out. Everybody's figured it out, you know. So um, we did the incredible studies earlier this week. Van lines, uh, United Van Lines, so they actually know where their van, their moving vans are going, had North Car- I'm sorry, South Carolina at number three destination in the nation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see, because I want to move here and then shut the door, right? right. So I'm kind of yeah. hypocritical in that way. <laughs> yes, well, right. that's okay. Um, yeah, so, and then in the U-Haul moving van survey, um, they, the, in terms of trips to South Carolina, were number four. After only Texas, Florida, and North Carolina, so a very popular place, right? But but where are they going in South Carolina? That's the good news. Okay. Okay. So U-Haul just put out its top growth cities of 2023. Um, and two South Carolina cities made the list top 25, okay, in the country. And what's so amazing about this, this isn't per capita. This is like number raw numbers, okay? So this is a flood in, all right? The good news is... Number three is not here. It's Charleston. (laughs) Well, that's what I figured. So y'all go on down to Charleston. You just stay down there, okay? Leave us the heck alone here in the upstate. But Charleston is the number three um, hottest destination for inbound moves in the country right now. Number one is uh, Palm Bay, Melbourne, Florida. Mm -hmm. And number two is Ocala, Florida. Number Number three is, of course, Charleston. Number four is Sarasota, Florida. So, I mean, like, you know, we're in really, we're, we're in really real danger of Florida, like, you know, tipping over. Yeah. And like how we, we worried at one point, I guess, well, one Congress member did that Guam would tip over. We yeah. built well, more military base there. Well, that would so, open up so. some oceanfront property in Georgia then. Yeah, it would. It would be great. <laughs> so, yeah, Florida may tip over. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, so anyway, in, um, in the top 10, two South Carolina cities. One is uh, Charleston. Right. The other is, drumroll please. God, I couldn't wait to get out of there. But all right. Myrtle Beach. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I can give you some further good news. Okay. Those are, <laughs> let's say, left-leaning mm-hmm. politically to begin with. Yeah. So if there are people coming in from a left-leaning states that are going to bring their left-leaning politics with them, it's really not going to change the political calculus too much in the Palmetto State. You know, total number of votes, yes. But when it comes to congressional districts and things like that, um, you know, not we, as we much. Be, we yeah, 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 absolutely. So, um, the five, there's five more. So that was top 25. If you go out to 30, um, Asheville, which is in our listing area, uh, now is, uh, Asheville is number 27, uh, most popular destination in, in the country. Um, and Charlotte's also on the list too. Um, I can't believe we actually had uh, one of our programmers um, in here yesterday, uh, programming guys, and he was driving in the outskirts of Charlotte. Yeah, uh, this week, and yeah. he heard us loud and clear. So yeah, I, mean, the, I heard is, him say that. Yeah, this is a blowtorch 
It really is. Uh, just we cover uh, tremendous. We went from covering, um, you know, last year, just covering really part of the upstate, not even all of it. And now we've got this 100,000 watt signal on Hogback Mountain. So now we cover literally half of North and half of South Carolina. Yeah, when, I, when I drive up to Charlotte to see my daughter, son-in-law and granddaughter, we can, you know, pick up the station almost all the way right into Charlotte, downtown it's Charlotte. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's great. Um, anyway, number seven on the list is Charlotte. So if you're listening from there. Um, so there's just a lot of North and South Carolina representation, but I'm pleased to report in the top 30, uh, Greenville, nowhere around here. So, uh, just, you know, you go, just, you know, we're, we're happy if you stop on in, spend a few bucks, your U-Haul, you know, gas it up, Yeah. but keep going. Okay. <laughs> keep, keep, keep going. Charleston is nice this time of year. Nicer than here. And, um, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna love Myrtle. Beach. Well, for, for all those, bike week. You're gonna for all bike those week. that are coming here, I, I just want to say, remember why you're leaving wherever you're leaving from, okay? And yeah. just please, just leave that there. And, uh, you know, let's let's not uh, muddy the political waters any more than we already have. And we've got enough problems in Columbia as it is anyway. Yeah. My husband and I um, have had a debate about this for a long time because he, you know, he does, he's a mortgage guy and he's mortgage business. So he's so an he, enabler. He, he is an enabler, yes. Um, he I'm sorry. Is. But yeah, but no, but he started saying this to me and I went, nah. And now I kind of believe him because he sends me articles about it. He's like, look, I talk to these people. Yeah. They are not liberal. Yeah. They're not. They're, they're as red as we are, and they're looking to get the heck out of liberal places. So just because they're coming from liberal places doesn't mean that they are. Uh, and he says a lot of them had family there or jobs there, and that's why they stay. And then now they're just they're done. Well, that's encouraging. And yeah, so he he and I said at first I said no, and and but there have been several studies, I mean, of the great sort going on here that that this is partially political. So um, I don't know. I'm just glad they're not coming here. We don't have any more room. <laughs> No room whatsoever. Oh, boy. So. No room in the Inman. Yes. And yes, very good. <laughs> Congratulations. Okay. Um, meanwhile, uh, so much stuff going on. Did you see what happened in New Jersey? This is this is hilarious, the absolute hypocrisy of, of what is going on with the left, right? The governor there, who, uh, Governor Murphy, was outraged when Donald Trump ran the first time. He was just, yeah. he was horrified by him, and he said... We are going to welcome all the illegal immigrants to New Jersey. He said he wanted to make New Jersey a sanctuary state. Yeah. Uh, he later did accomplish that and talked about how he was such a much better person than Donald Trump, who is, of course, as we know, a, a, a xenophobe, right? Um, because anybody who doesn't welcome 14,000 illegal immigrants to be dumped at their door, front door is, is clearly a xenophobe. I mean, why wouldn't you want that? Oh, wait. Wait, wait, wait. He's mad that Governor Abbott is dumping illegals in his state? Really? Seriously? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. The New York Post, I, I got to love the headline. Um, uh, they interviewed a, a, an official close uh, to the governor. Here, it's unnamed, but it's, it's priceless headline. New Jersey deploys cops to send dumped migrants to New York City. In desperate move, F this, is the New York Post headline. So New York, so New Jersey, home of the non-xenophobic, so much more loving and tolerant liberals. Once you actually dump the illegals there, as Abbott is doing, the governor of Texas, they um, have sent um, cops to greet them, and then they direct, they, they, they direct them straight 
uh, onto the New Jersey Transit trains for New York. You know, it's nice to see for once that uh, liberal progressives are, are having to live with the consequences of their actions. Right. Which are always our fault, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, all this this talk about sanctuary cities and, and human rights and, and, you know, we are so much better than you Republicans because we welcome all these people. And, um, you know, once again, it's not about immigration. It's about illegal immigration. Now, that's what this is about. And, and that's what sanctuary cities were about, was welcoming illegal immigrants. And, you know, I guess when it happens in uh, on the Texas border or Arizona or New Mexico, it's OK. But, you know, when they wind up in our cities in the or their cities up in the northeast. Uh, wait a minute. Well, here's where it gets even crazier. Mayor Eric Adams, you hear what he's doing? Oh, yeah. He's trying to stop Abbott. Right now, here's what kills me. Joe Biden has put 700,000 illegals on planes or buses and shipped them everywhere, including New York, yeah. since October, okay? Right. But the, the left's not mad about that. They're no. totally cool with that, even when the same illegals end up in their cities and states. But when Abbott sends 85,000 right. over the course of a year, now that is human rights yeah. abuse, yeah. even though it's the same thing. It's yeah. literally mm-hmm. the same thing. Yeah. Um, and they ask for it. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, they do. Mayor Eric Adams of New York, you know what he's doing now? He's suing 17 different charter bus companies for $700 million. His claim is that they don't pay to care for the illegal immigrants they transported uh, to the blue bastions at the behest of Governor Abbott. And I would encourage everyone to go back and listen to how Adams campaigned for office for mayor of New York and what he said about uh, the sanctuary city status. He begged for it. He begged for it. He, He wanted that to happen. And then when it happens, he doesn't like the consequences. Yeah. Um, and and this whole idea that you have to pay for the illegals. Why did you pay for the illegals? I don't even understand that. Why do you have to pay for them? What? Why? Don't pay for them. They're not here legally. You don't have to pay anything. We have to pay. We have to shelter. No, you don't. They walk through the desert just fine. They didn't have any shelter. They'd be okay. They could turn and walk themselves right back. In fact, if we don't take care of them, maybe they'll leave. This whole, we have to take it. That's the, it's the strangest thing, these arguments. Anyway, Abbott uh, responded, the governor of uh, Texas, every migrant buster flown to New York City did so voluntarily after yep. having been authorized by yep. the Biden administration to remain in the United States. Yep. He says, as such, they have constitu- uh, constitutional authority to travel across the country mm-hmm. that Mayor Adams is interfering with. Yep. And he says Adams is interfering with the movement of illegals and that that, that is xenophobic. Yeah. You know what kills me here? This is what kills me. Oh, Joe God. Biden was on. You can see him on camera at the White House. Oh, no. And he's asked, hey, look, you just hit a record number of illegals, 302,000 in December. You have any comment, you know, on this? And he says he needs more money to close the border, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's literally the same week Joe Biden has an emergency case before the Supreme Court asking if he can cut down fences and razor wire. Yeah. Because Texas is trying to stop him so we can get more illegals in. So he's like, no, I need more more, more money. What are you going to do with it? Oh, I'm going I'm to cut down the razor wire. I'm going to cut down the fences, let more of them in. I mean, literally, it is, this is an emergency. They filed this as an emergency order before the Supreme As if it's an emergency, yeah. the illegals might not come through if I can't cut the fences. And it's, it's outrageous because looking at Attorney General Ken Paxton, he's like, look, the Border Patrol is going on to private property and ripping out and cutting down people's fences 
to let the illegals cross private mm-hmm. property that abuts the border. Yeah. And they're trying to stop them. And Joe Biden's in front of the Supreme Court arguing, oh, my gosh, no, the illegals can't get through. I got to I got to cut all this out. While claiming the invasion is because Republicans won't give him more money. Well, I don't want the Border Patrol to have more money. Good God, what would they do if they had more money? Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. By now, we've probably all seen, I'm sure, you, I'm sure you've seen that video of that Nevada judge being attacked. Everybody's focusing on the guy who did it. I mean, and I mean, wow. Do you see how he launched himself? It was like he was flying through the air. It was almost, it seemed to defy gravity. And he was mad. He was mad at her. He, he was mad. He didn't like the sentence he got. And I mean, you know. Throwing punches. She was injured. One courtroom marshal was hospitalized for treatment of a bleeding gash on his forehead and a dislocated shoulder. But, you know, I'm a strong believer in karma. And, I mean, if anybody was going to get attacked by this guy, no one deserved it more than Judge Holtis. Oops, did I say that? I maybe shouldn't have said that. Because you know what she did? I mean, if anybody's going to get hurt by him, and I hate for anybody to, but if somebody's gonna, might as well have been her. Do you know what her history is with this guy? Take a listen. We can't force him out of the cell, but I digress. Deobra Reddit facing six new felony charges after attacking Judge Mary Holtis, who rejected his plea for probation. And apparently this was not the pair's first meeting. The judge reportedly released Reddin last year on probation after he pled guilty to home invasion charges. Within the past decade, he's also been convicted of three felony charges, a misdemeanor charge of battery, and misdemeanor charge of destruction of property. Reddin is scheduled to appear in court again on Monday, where he will face Judge Judge Holtis, once again, she's not backing down, set to hand red in his original sentence. Let me, I'm, I'm sorry. What, what? Violent home invasion? Yeah, dead with a baseball bat with the people home. Well, what do you get for that, Nevada, if you come into Judge Holtis's courtroom? Home invasion? With people home? Baseball attack? Assault with a deadly weapon? What does Judge Holtis give you for that? Probation. Probation! Wow, okay. That went real well, Judge Holtis, didn't it? Guess how he ended up back in front of you. This is the background here. See, he thought he he was going to go, I bet she's a liberal. He was going to go in front of her. And it was going to be probation again. He's going to go hit whoever over the head. It's what he thought. Clark County District Attorney Steve Wilson, who has some sense, unlike Judge Holtis, said, quote, he's been violent his entire adult life. 
He's in extreme danger to the community and a flightless. And Judge Holtis looked at that and went, now that is the guy I need to let out on probation for a violent home robbery done with a baseball bat. You see a look of shock on her face? Well, I mean, shocking when somebody launches themselves at you, sure. But she didn't think it was going to be her who got beaten by this guy. She thought it was going to be somebody else. The judge suffered some injuries but was not hospitalized. I'm more interested in her. I'm more interested. So see, he'd been before, before he thought they had an understanding. He thought. What all these Democrat voters think when they go before. We don't call them criminals anymore. We call them what they are. Democrat voters. The Democrat voting criminal class. He thought he was entitled to another probation. That him and Judge Holtis had an understanding. And so when... He didn't get to probation this time, which is, I mean, it's a miracle. I'm surprised she didn't turn him back out on the street. He did what Democrat voters feel entitled to do. A little mostly peaceful protest. I, you know, I, I don't feel bad for Judge Holtis. I don't, I don't care. I do feel bad for the guys who had to wrestle him, though. I do feel bad for them. Uh, one of them ended up with a bleeding gash on his forehead and dislocated shoulder. Again, I blame George Holtis. He thought he could do it. I mean, and you know, this is how entitled these Democrat voters are when they go in a courtroom. They think they could beat the judge and get away with it. Why would, I mean, it's like, why wouldn't they? That's what the story should have been here. By the way, he was facing new charges. Battery on a protected person. So. Oh, by the way, I bet Judge, when it's her, he comes after. Oh, I bet she throws a book at him now. Well, it's me. Now, I've got liberal privilege. I'm a judge. You can't beat me. You're supposed to go out there and beat other people. Look, if you're breaking into somebody's home, they probably had too much stuff. They don't deserve that anyway. Couldn't have happened to a more deserving person. I think Judge Holtis will learn. I'm not worried about this guy. He's not going to learn. He's violent. And a Democrat voter, they never learn. Will the judge learn? That's the question. Third batch of Epstein documents out today. You know, so much of what Epstein did was brought to you by the Department of Injustice. You want to read that'll stand your hair on end? Look up Alex Acosta, Justice Department, and the special agreement the Justice Department cut with Epstein, in which they agreed not to prosecute him. It was a special non-prosecution agreement. All he had to do was plead to two low-level charges of trafficking and soliciting children for sex. And they would agree not to investigate anymore and not uh, to look in, not to charge him on any of the other potential charges they had against him. Now, normally when the Justice Department cuts a deal like that with you, it's only because you, they're giving you immunity and you're going to turn on somebody else. But he didn't turn on anybody else. Why did he get that deal? Our Justice Department is profoundly corrupt. So they had him and they let him go 
And to make good and certain he couldn't be prosecuted, they cut that deal with him. They did it in secret, by the way. They didn't tell his victims. You know, why does they didn't want the victims going to the media? They wanted it one and done real quick. Get him out of there. Well, now we're looking at him operating in the same way with the Clintons. Fox News broke this. You know, Jack Smith, the special federal persecutor for, John, for Donald Trump, he's persecuting Donald Trump. You can't call it a prosecution. Because it's laughable on its face. Persecutor on the Jack Smith team is the same guy, it turns out, Fox News broke this this morning, that discouraged the FBI from investigating the Clinton Foundation in 2016. The top prosecutor, a top prosecutor on special counsel Jack Smith's team, you know, again, they're persecuting Trump right now, uh, discouraged the FBI from pursuing an investigation in the Clinton Foundation. He refused to prosecute because he said there was negligible evidence, even though the Clinton Foundation had generated multiple SARS reports. So remember the SARS report, Hunter Biden has over 150 of them. And that's when banks flag what appears to be either money laundering uh, or drug transactions, potential terrorism connections. So that'll get you in one of three ways. Money laundering, which is probably what they were doing, um, and potential international gang activity. Ray Hulser, the former chief of the DOJ's, what a joke, public integrity section, who serves on Smith's team, was identified as the same official who declined prosecution on the Clinton Foundation in 2016. How super duper convenient is that? 2016. That was kind of an important year, wasn't it? That was kind of the year the Clintons, i.e. Hillary Clinton, was running for office. So that was a real solid for her. So it's now Trump's running for office, and guess what he's doing? Going after Trump. In many cases on charges that people haven't been prosecuted, president's never been prosecuted for. It's, it's just, it's just, it's one more level of absurdity. Meanwhile, this is making the rounds. Did you see what's going on with uh, Nikki Haley? Yeah, she stepped in it again yesterday. There's a reason President Trump calls her bird brain. She ain't the brightest. She stepped in it yesterday. She's talking to a crowd in New Hampshire. And she says, because she's, she's ahead there. She's ahead of DeSantis there. She said, don't worry you know, you guys are going to be able to fix what Iowa does. DeSantis is ahead in Iowa. In other words, she's saying, you guys are going to fix what those idiot voters in Iowa did. You're going to correct it. That's how she thinks of voters. Anyway, you don't really want to say that in public when you still are hoping that people in Iowa will vote for you. But she's got this other problem. This just came out. Uh, This was her on the campaign trail in 2015. And I keep trying to tell people she is an open borders zealot. She has been for a very long time. That's her actual record. So this uh, came out. Now they're using it in an ad. Take a listen. We don't need to be disrespectful. We don't need to talk about them as criminals. They're not. They're families that want a better life and they're desperate to get here. Is she talking about legal immigrants? No, she's talking about illegal immigrants. We don't need to be disrespectful. We don't need to talk about them as criminals. They're not. They're families that want a better life, and they're desperate to get here. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know, what's weird about this, like, this whole idea they're not criminals, that's kind of like really weird right now because the TSA this week admitted they're allowing illegals onto planes to fly using only their what? Arrest warrants as ID. Arrest warrant. That's kind of like what you get when you're a criminal, right? Right? Like you only get an arrest warrant like if you violate the law. But again, this is the same woman who, when the members of the squad wrote a letter to Joe Biden demanding that we take half of the Gazans, a million of them, half the, the, the nation of Gaza, just because. And Nikki Haley's asked about it because Ron DeSantis condemned it, said, no, that's a dumb idea. She doubles down with the squad. I mean, this is what's so crazy to me. Joe Biden isn't even crazy enough to propose taking half of Gaza. But Nikki Haley and the squad, we're fine with it. People don't understand how radical this woman is. If she makes it into the White House somehow, and they're hoping to push her by Trump by sending him to prison, that's what Jack Smith's job is, send Trump to prison. Nikki Haley goes to the front of the line. That's why they need her in the number two position. Listen to that. She says the same thing about the... Uh, uh, about the uh, the Gazans. Well, I just want to be free. There are so many of these people who want to be free from free? this terrorist rule. They uh-huh. want to be free from all of that. And America's always been sympathetic to the fact that you can separate civilians from terrorists. And that's what we have to do. Okay. See, the problem there, though, is those civilians, they elected Hamas, their government, and Hamas is a terror group. By the way, 70% approval rating in two polls taken of the Gazans for the October 7th attack. But Nikki is smarter than the rest of us. Apparently, she can separate out the good ones. There are so many of these people who want to be free from this terrorist rule. They want to be free from all of that. And America's always been sympathetic to the fact that you can separate civilians from terrorists. And that's what we have to do. Yeah, Tucker Carlson and Vivek Ramaswamy warning overnight about this woman. Nikki Haley is a liberal. She is all in on the four tenets of neoliberalism, which are white guilt, a finance-based economy, mass immigration, and endless neocon wars. Strip away all the outward characteristics and Nikki Haley is identical in her priorities to Joe Biden and the people who back Joe Biden. She is. She is. In fact, Tucker Carlson saying in that interview, he believes she is the Trojan horse, not Michelle Obama. And it makes sense. If you think that you are going to put Trump in prison, this is their plan before the uh, before the general election, you're going to yank him out. It is very important to you who the number two person is. And that is why you're having you're seeing all these Democrats fundraise for her, including Reid Hoffman, the liberal billionaire founder of LinkedIn, who is not only funding and fundraising for Nikki Haley's campaign, he backed the lawsuits against Trump. He backed Jean Carroll, the woman who claimed he raped her. He paid for that lawsuit. And now he's fundraising for Nikki. Take a listen, Tucker Carlson. If you're a Democratic mega donor, this is a very tough moment for you. Your candidate is going to lose. All the polls show that. Joe Biden will not be elected president if current trends continue. So you need to make a change. But there's a problem. And that problem is Joe Biden's running mate. She's half Jamaican. Therefore, she's holy. You can't criticize her, much less demote her. That's not allowed. You are stuck with Kamala Harris. And she is even more unpopular than Joe Biden. So what do you do? 
Well, if you're smart, maybe you subvert the other party. Maybe you back a Republican candidate who's actually a Democrat, whose priorities are identical to yours. And of course, they found one. Her name is Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley is a liberal. She is all in on the four tenets of neoliberalism, which are white guilt of finance-based economy, mass immigration, and endless neocon wars. Strip away all the outward characteristics, and Nikki Haley is identical in her priorities to Joe Biden and the people who back Joe Biden. Yeah, but will Republican primary voters figure it out in time? She cannot come in in the number two position. They are setting her up to take over for Trump when they put him in prison. That's their plan. I'm not saying that's how it's going to go. I'm saying that's what they're planning. You can see right through it. Texter writes, Tricky Nikki says, I broke, in, broke into someone's house last night because I'm just trying to make a better life for my family because I'm desperate too. Now, the texter writes, Nikki is the Trojan horse. Uh, another texter writes, hey, Terry, you're way too nice on Nikki. She's an open borders, WEF-loving rhino globalist. Another texter writes, never, Nikki, never. Uh, texter writes, um, Tara, if Trump goes to prison, our country has a billion more problems than... Uh, then who's in second place in the Republican primaries? No, uh, this is them retaking the Republican Party and crushing MAGA. And those billion more problems you're talking about, they're all going to be decided by either Nikki Haley or someone who thinks just like her on the other side. There will be no, no way to address them. They're trying to control both sides. So either way, they get the same candidate. You go Biden, you go Haley. Doesn't matter. Same candidate. It's, it's actually brilliant. Incredible. More details coming out on this Democrat voter in Nevada. We don't call them criminals anymore. We call them the, you know, we look at them the way the justice system looks at them, Democrat voters. This Democrat voter uh, in Nevada who jumped the judge, literally, almost seeming to defy gravity, jumped the judge in the court. The guy's name is Deobra Redden. And there's something that you should know about him. This is just really incredible. Um, cause I, I gotta tell you what, uh, you so rarely see one of these judges get what they deserve. And I hope this woke her up. Most of his criminal history is violent. And do you realize why he was mad at her? I still can't get over this. Last time he appeared before this judge, they have a history. It was because of a violent home invasion that he conducted with a baseball bat. So he was charged in the baseball bat bat attack with assault, with a deadly weapon, resulting in substantial injuries. This judge was as crazy as he is. You know what she did? She gave him probation and let him out. That's why he's back. So it all makes sense. The Democrat voter, i.e. criminal, was standing in front of her. 
He figured, well, I beat somebody with a baseball bat resulting in substantial injuries as she let me out on probation. He thought he was going home. He couldn't believe it when she said no. Couldn't happen to a more deserving judge. Finally, she's the one who has to be on the other end of it, not his next victim. I call it all justice. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.